0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by Great People over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better from the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Happy Wednesday. Episode 404. This is going to be our last rewind episode with Coach Sullinger. Um, everything else from now on until probably next spring or summer usually that's when we put some rewind episodes some of our more popular ones on so everything from now on will be new Uh, this is a great one um so i'm not going to spoil too much if you haven't listened to the coach sullinger one but um a couple things first of all great time um hump day is always a good time to go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better not only does it have uh resources and videos and one-on-one calls and office hours in a community. Um, it has, you know, it is better than Netflix. <laughs> it has a little bit of everything. You know, if you're having problems with your players not playing hard this summer, we're here to help. If you're having parent problems, we're here to help. If you're applying for a new job, we're here to help. So um, you can see that we're here to help. Uh, go over and check it out. Um, gonna be a lot of changes coming this month. So you're gonna wanna jump in now. Uh, sooner rather than later, especially with pricing and uh, free trial. So you're going to want to do that. Um, also, make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish, the shooting machine for every level. Um, you know, I, what I love about it is, <laughs> first of all, the old machines were really big, and this one's much smaller and easier to put away. But it's, it's, it's so perfect how it can throw the ball, into the pocket, not into the pocket, low. It can throw it high, it can do just about everything. So make sure you mentioned uh, Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off those great people over there at Dr. Dish. All right, let's head off to the podcast. I do, I do. All right, well, well, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm gonna have Coach uh, introduce himself in a second, but we could start this podcast by talking about my wife's addiction to Starbucks. That could be our first. Oh impression.
1: man! But see, I'm addicted too, so <laughs> I understand it. <laughs> There's worse addiction. You know what started? Go ahead. You know what started this whole conversation? She brought yeah. her little nephew in here uh-huh. with a uh, Wisconsin uh, hat on, <laughs> and he had on Buckeye socks. And okay. so I just looked and I said. You gonna have that poor boy confused. He don't know which one, which one to root for. And that started the whole conversation. It did. She told she's me, an awesome she, person, man.
0: She, she told me about it. She, uh, she called me that night and said, "Oh my god, you never, 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 you'll never guess who I met." And I go, "Well, I remember rooting against his son, and definitely uh, sons are definitely yelling against them at some point." Um, yeah, (laughs) but you know, it's like, that's why I love the big 10. I love the big 10. It's, it's good, healthy rivalries, you know, the sec and absolutely. Yeah. It's healthy. It's like, we just tease each other. All right. So coach, so, um, tell us a little bit about your basketball journey for the people, introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about your basketball journey. And then there's some stuff I want to delve into definitely with your book and the boarding school and all that stuff at the end. But, um, Definitely tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about your
1: history. Well, uh, my name's Satch Sollinger. Real name is James. I got the name Satch because my dad played in the Negro League before blacks were allowed in the NBA, and he played for the Sioux City, Iowa Colored Ghost. Oh, really? And uh, yes, and my dad had real big hands, and so people said when he walked down the street looked like he had a suitcase at the end of his arms. So they start calling Suitcase Sully. So I'm the oldest, so after the suitcase comes the satchel. Oh my and my gosh. younger brother, Harold, is brief for briefcase. So gosh. that's how I got the name oh, Satchel. That's great. Now,
0: was that league like the, the league they had for the Major League Baseball, too? They had one for basketball? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they, and but my dad and they played against white teams. He played against George Micah. Okay, and he yep. played, and the person that owned his team was uh, Speedy Williams.
0: Okay, and
1: okay. Uh, Speedy owned the Harlem Globetrotters, and my dad was on the team that first beat the Harlem Globetrotters before they became an act. <laughs> he <They> beat, <laughs> beat them in Kent, in Kent, Ohio. Okay, and uh, so my dad just came, you know, came along in an in an era where, yep. you know, you know, you could be a good athlete, but you didn't have the opportunities you have today. But you know, he taught me a lot about character his conversations and you know one thing when they went on the road you know people were were kind of nasty towards him and and you couldn't be on their team if you responded you just had to ignore it and his team you weren't even allowed to carry a a pocket knife to to foul your fingernails or otherwise you couldn't couldn't be on the team because they didn't want any distractions all they wanted to do was play ball get out of town and let's go right and uh so you know, those are the kind of things they, they paved the way for us to appreciate, oh, a, it, the, you I don't know, think the things we that. have today.
0: Yes, I don't think people realize that too. And it's like you went to you. you I see that you went to Oberlin, great school, yeah. in Ohio. Yeah, I think there's yeah. another famous alum of Oberlin. Is there not?
1: Uh, there's uh, there's quite a few. In what area? Well, wh- 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 what wh- did what area? You know, Oberlin's the first school to admit women and blacks towards degrees.
0: oh okay maybe that's where i heard about i i knew it was i knew it was famous on some
1: on some level right the I, underground I, the underground railroad is uh is uh, it right there yeah okay. And so our first dormitory which is Talcott, uh has the underground railroad uh, uh, underground tracks coming up out of the ground to represent the underground railroad ah uh, maybe that's right maybe it's, my, it's, it's a great above. school yeah
0: yeah it's a great school yeah it's oh a great yeah, school. yeah, great school. Um, so tell us a little bit. So tell us about your basketball journey, then your coaching. Well, journey. Playing, you know, your
1: I, coaching I, journey. well, let me tell you how I got into coaching. It had nothing to do with uh, me wanting to become a coach and win basketball games. What happened was I I didn't go back to school until I was twenty five years old. Well, go to school, period, not back to school, but go to college. Right, and I was working for the Ohio Youth Commission and I was working with delinquent kids and I worked from three to 11. So I always had all the kids on group. So it wasn't like I worked day and some of the kids were workshops, some were at schools and and, you know classes. I had them all on group. And one day a memo came across the the desk and I said, now this looks good on paper. I said, what's the difference between me and the guy that wrote this memo? And the guy had a degree. So I decided I was gonna go back Get a degree in sociology and come back and work with delinquent youth. And so uh, I went off to school and, uh, you know, I majored in sociology then social anthropology, you know, to go back. And then I saw what this coach was doing with my life as a grown man. And then it hit me uh, almost the beginning of my junior year. I said, now, if I went into education and became a coach, I could deal with the kids before the fact rather than after the fact. Yeah. So that's what made me want to become a coach. It had nothing to do with winning games. It was how this man was shaping our lives and making us better human beings. He dealt with the whole kid and the whole person, not just the athletic side.
0: Right. And I tell and people th- I'm a math teacher. I tell people I, they're not going to remember one thing I say in, in math class, but I, mm-hmm. you're like a nurse a psychologist a teacher a coach a dad when because they they there's a different level of of influence that a coach can have um right you know because we have something right. that they love <laughs> they don't learn right. so they love all the math I'm teaching
1: them some kids do right um, but right uh, but those you know, are the people that that love math right right you know and yeah. they they know what they want to do but you know right our job is to is to Our job is to eliminate all the bushes that kids hide behind and teach them how to become a part of something bigger than themselves and to give without asking for anything in return, trusting it to come in the jet strength of, of your hard work. And that, when you start dealing with that, and in my book, I talk about you play the game the way you live your life. And simply, I mean, is... It's hard to hide what's really going on uh, in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter of your life. But when crunch time comes, what's normal comes out. And if what's normal is a lack of accountability, then that's what's going to be exposed during crunch time. You're not, right. going, to be, you're not going to be able to help hold yourself accountable. So I dealt with the kids more off the floor than I did on the floor. Because when, when I, I got them to accept their daily routines and their daily expectations, then it was easy to get them to understand what was going on in basketball. And I used to always break it down like math. I tell them, I say, now, if I practice two hours a day of holding myself accountable, doing all the things that I'm supposed to do, attempting to, but I go 22 hours a day not holding myself accountable. Which one am I going to be better at? The 22 hours, is going (laughs) to kick the two hours in the butt. Right. So all my kids understand, if you talk to them, you, you ask them, say, how do you play the game? And they all will tell you the way you live your life. And when we start straightening that up, guess what? Citizenship in the hallway was good. You know, the effort in the classroom was good. You know, they became better sons. They became better friends. You know, and then all of a sudden we, we just took off and the kids bought in and we just took off and we just started winning, man. And right. it had nothing to do with winning. It had to do with turning them into men.
0: Right. Yes.
1: That's that my proudest moment. man.
0: Right. I don't think people realize, too. It's like no one gets into coaching or teaching unless you're at the highest, highest level to get rich. We all do it to make a small influence on kids lives literally that's why i got into coaching it's like i just wanted to make Absolutely. a difference i didn't want to sit at a desk right. and make more money and really make no difference in the world where you know and sometimes it's, and right. sometimes yeah. they don't see it until they're 30 i've had some of my players not see it until you know they don't see it at the time um but later right. they eventually see it yeah i agree um so t- as long
1: as they see it
0: yes as and long as, long as, as they see fair. it so tell me a little bit right. more about this book that you wrote that, that intrigues me. Well, I,
1: I, well I, I wrote this book after it was all said and done uh, so that no one could question anything. It's over. It's documented. You know, I dealt with the fact that, you know, winning is not as important as doing the best that you can. And then when you've done the best you can, the score doesn't mean anything. And, what you, and in order to do the best you can, you, you have to be purposeful. What can I do to make my teammate better? And and a lot of times it's, it's you know, I, I got to help him when he needs help. And I have to find a positive way of supporting him. I can't get mad at him and say, you're killing us as a team. But you know what? If you want to make the team better, all you have to do is focus on yourself. What can I do to make the team better? And when you do that, the team automatically has gotten better. So the focus was always on us, and it was always a purposeful focus to, to where the difference between a goal and purpose is purpose goals are self-serving. Like if my goal was to drive from here to your house, once I get there, it's all over. I'm right. there. P- purpose, you can always help someone do something better. You can always do something to make someone else's life better. You can always do something to make your teammate better. You can always do something to make your team better. Sometimes it's coming out of the game. Right. And then sitting on the bench with enthusiasm, cheering on your teammate. You know, and so that was my approach to, to, uh, to the book. And, uh, you know, and I dealt with the whole kid. And, you know, ironically, you know, I took over that program. I came from Oakland College as the head coach. I did not like college coaching at all. Uh, because you had to lie to kids to get them to come. Mm-hmm. If you didn't tell them they were the best things to sliced bread, they're not coming to your school. So in order to play the game, you got to get in there and blow smoke up their butt. Right. And, tell them, and then when you get to and when you get them to campus, you say, "Man, you got so much to work on, man." Trust me. But how can you trust somebody right. when your whole relationship is based on a lie?
0: Yeah. So I, mean, I don't school, know. I, I don't know how they. I don't. I don't know how those guys do that at that level all the time. Right. I mean, right, I mean, right. I just don't know. People have asked why haven't I made the jump, and it's like, well, because I got a, I got a great gig where I'm actually making a difference, and I don't. My livelihood is not depending on whether a 17 year old hits a jump shot. <laughs> you know, right. if we Absolutely. lose a game, we lose a game. Then we're just gonna learn from it. You know, it's not like, Absolutely. you know, those guys. It's like life and death. It's like gladiators. It's it's crazy. Right.
1: Yeah. Then I, I'll cheat, but I'll tell my kids to follow my rules. Right. How can you tell kids to follow your rules when you're not following the rules you're supposed to follow?
0: Right. And it all goes – I always see, say follow and, the money, man. Follow the money, too. The money should – Correct. Yeah. <laughs> follow correct. The money. And so,
1: you know, we we did it the right way. Uh, I, you know, I was named Naismith National High School Coach of the Year because, you know, my team was number one in the country and we were supposed to win a, uh hey coach i hope you're enjoying the podcast
0: make sure you subscribe and link. Um those do mean a lot to us the written reviews are really important um two two other things that you can do to help us out that doesn't cost you anything first thing you can go over and subscribe and like and join our youtube channel teach hoops um, you get updates all the time on that um, you can also if you do any sort of shopping on amazon you can click our amazon link down below com backslash amazon bookmark that anytime you do any shopping on amazon we get a small little commission and uh, it helps us uh, with our hosting fees and if you really 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 want to help us out you come over and join ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better become a better basketball coach um, you know it's it's one of the reasons I got into this was to not only help my players, but to help other coaches. Um, and like I said, we ask our players to work on their craft. Are you working on your craft? Let me help you
1: become a better basketball coach. All right, back to the podcast. Several state championships back to back. But one, we did win simply because my son didn't turn in his homework. We were 24 and 0. Right. I didn't play in that game. Because right. you know you you know this is extra, this is extracurricular activity, right? And we, we ended up twenty four and one, right. and I caught the, the nation's attention when I did that. And right. the next year we played Finley Prep, Oak Hill Academy, Huntington Prep, Brother Rice out of New York, Logan out of West Virginia, who had won seven straight state championships. That's like a And we whipped schedule. them all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we, we 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 whipped them all. And we went to number one in the country, and uh, I got named the Naysmith National Coach of the Year, and my son Jared was named Naysmith National Player of the Year. And uh,
0: I remember then, that year.
1: Yeah. Then uh, the next year, Trey Burke uh, was uh, a senior, and I coached him. And when he graduated, I retired because, you know, I started winning, and people wanted me to win at any cost. Including right. administrators, right? You know, I I kicked, I kick kids off the team because they were caught cutting class, off school grounds, in a car without uh, authorization for the person they they stole the person's keys and in in school and driving their car. You you understand? And there was right. other couple things, other things going on in that car that I won't mention. Yeah, it's like Coach and Carter. I it's them like off. Coach Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I kicked them off, and and and. The school maybe me bring them back, right? you can't win without them. No, I said, and that's I, what you can have this program.
0: I've told you them young coaches, young coaches that listen to this too. I've told them, you know, I, and I've coached NBA. I've coached NBA guys. I've coached like what? I mean, I've got. I've coached a couple NBA guys. It's. It, I think. I think coach really. You really hit it on the head. It's not a. It's you're going to be miserable if it's only about winning. <laughs> that's right. That's the first thing. And for the young coaches out there. The reason coaches won, the reason that we've won, I think, is we built culture and we built it the right way. You know, you better be Correct. you better be here on time. That's like literally one of my pet peeves. It's like right. oh, what I'm 30 seconds late, coach. I don't care if you're two seconds late. It's about, you know, we talk right. about Lambo time here because we live in Wisconsin. Right. Where, you know, you're 15 minutes early. If I tell you six, you better right. be here at five forty-five. Cause then there's no question, right? You know, if it's snowing right. or mom can't find the keys. Um, but that's where it all starts for the young coaches that are listening it literally starts with how you set the culture um, and if absolutely. you don't have the administration that's going to back you then leave and go find one that will because <laughs> I right. have i've absolutely been, yeah i've been lucky at great administrations under over me and have supported me backed me all that kind of stuff if it if they're not hmm. going to leave <laughs> go find some place right. that will do it the right way because they are out there and you will eventually right. win.
1: Yeah, that other stuff right. will come if you do it the right way. Um if you, you if you do it the right way when you hang a banner yep. then you know everybody on that team can come in there and show their kids, their grandkids, yeah and show it with pride because you hung it for all the right reasons. Right. See, yes. and that's the most important part about anything. It's not that you win, it's that you gave it your best shot. And if you give things your best shot in America, you will not ever fail at anything, because as long as you're trying to do it the right way, and we're going way deeper than basketball now, if you're trying to do it the right way and you're willing to work at it, America, I don't care what religion, what gender, what orientation, I don't care what it is, someone will always try to help you because they see you working at it.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, and, and that's I, America. It is America. And I tell, and I, and I tell my son and my daughter, this, I tell my players, this, I said, we live in a world and I've, I've read enough books. We live in a world where, especially when you're young, people will help you. Like if, right. if you want to go take a free, uh, internship, at go- I mean, people will help you learn things. You and I are older coach. And it's like, we call, they're going, what the heck? But everybody wants deep down wants to help. And especially if you're young and you're, and you work hard and you want to learn, people will teach you. Um, And if coaching's your thing, go out and find mentors, find people that will teach you. They will love to share their information with you. Trust me. Correct. Um,
1: (laughs) Everything's a triangle anyway. Right. nobody's inventing new plays no you know no. you know what that always question is never the x and o's it's the no. billy and joe's yes. that carry out the x and o's <laughs> well, i like that one i'm gonna steal that one yeah there's no
0: there's no new there's no new you know i told i had rick torbert on here who who did read and react I said rick you're in very unique company because your offense is is one of the more unique things i've seen come around in the last 30 years um but mm-hmm. no one's reinventing the wheel. It's still put this little no. thing in this hoop, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's spacing, pace and spacing. That's all it is, man. Oh, yeah. And and, and and you read it, you know what I mean? You you know, you just make decisions, and, and you teach them how to make basketball decisions. That's all it is. And, and you can't do that without teaching them off the floor about making other decisions. You right. know, it, it's, the game is so simple. We complicate it, first of all, by just coaching basketball and not dealing with the whole kid. Right. You know, you know what kid or what adult doesn't want to please and receive praise? Right. Yeah. And so as a coach, we have to find a way to make sure that we understand that our words do one of two things. They either build or they destroy. There's no gray area in between them. Right. So we have to find a positive way of making a negative statement. I
0: love that. I you know, that. And, and, and have
1: a kid want us to leave, not demand that they follow. Right. And that's what coaching is. That's all it is. It's, it's, it's really a simple thing. But see, you can't do that when winning is your main main goal, your only reason for doing it is to win. Then you don't have time to nurture and go through the process because you right. want immediate yes. Uh, uh, Gratification. Uh, results.
0: Yes, and it's right. like that's our society right now. It's I, 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 right. I, when I go around to clinics and stuff and talk. I go, the problem is my practices have changed over the last year. My expectations haven't changed, but my my practices have changed because we live in this we live in this Snapchat Twitter world where you know I've had to condense things because they're focused smaller they can't they can't stay you know so I'm adjusting to the kid um, my expectations mm-hmm. haven't changed but it's like all right we're gonna do this for this short period of time because they can't keep a focus it's crazy It's even it in tell tell me about the prep school the 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 prep school that that you're on the board for. That really interests me.
1: Okay. I'm uh we're trying to, to develop a uh, uh boarding school for black males because black males are struggling throughout this country, not yes. just here but everywhere. Everywhere. And so but but you don't have to be black to attend, but our focus is on black males. Okay, so it's not like it's just black kids. Right. We wanna we wanna approach this school thing totally different because it you know as a retired educator i see them trying to force square pegs in the round holes <laughs> and it's just not working it's not it's working it's just not working so it's not working everyone's everyone's not college material right and you don't have to go to college to have a great life right and if everyone if everyone went to college and got a college degree our economy would implode on itself right who would who would be, make the cars who right. would uh, uh, be the mechanics to fix the cars. You know right. who would work here? Who would do this? So we want to create a school where we can make curriculum relevant to their God-given talents and, and wants. Some kids want to be carpenters. Some kids want to be plumbers. Some right. kids want to be electricians. Right? You know, some <laughs> kids. You know, so, so we hook we hook them up with a business and have them work part time with that with that company in the morning as a as an intern and then have this, their their classwork relevant to what what they need to know to be successful and then they build that relationship with this with this company when they graduate from high school they probably usually go right into a job
0: right hey everybody i hope you're enjoying talking to or listening to to me talk to Satch. what a he, there's so many golden nuggets um, you can see why he is a world-renowned coach, and why he he knows the game, and and his all of the, his sons have become such great basketball players over the years. So, um, also make sure you go over and check out teachups.com for coaches want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, it's a great deal if you if you too want to become a better coach. It's a it's like I've said, Netflix for basketball coaches with one-on-one and office hours. So, go over and check it out. Let's get back to Satch.
1: You, you yeah. see, and. and- you know, and, and that right there is happiness. When you're going to do what you like doing. You and I love teaching and love coaching. There's some right. people that don't understand, how in the hell can you do that? Well, <laughs> they just don't have what we have. Right. It's a I'm look at yeah. the things they do and go, how in the right. hell do you do what you do?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You yeah. know. So, so and I think we
0: live in a different world, too, where, first of all, I'm a, I'm a full advocate of year-round school. We don't have any of them in Wisconsin. Because mm-hmm. the, these kids lose this big chunk of knowledge over these three months. The, the educational system was set up so the kids could go home and help on the farm. Literally, they, that's right. set up. Right. And we don't need that anymore. Right. Why aren't kids going to school right. all the time? Why aren't these high-risk kids who lose all this information over the summer and don't get the enrichment that the kids that aren't high-risk do <laughs> – you know right. why aren't we going to school year round? Why aren't we? Why are we right. trying to teach them? I mean, I tell kids, high school is like a prison. You know, the bell rings, you move from state point A to point. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know why the education right. they should scratch the whole thing and start over. Because we live in a world right. where I can sell something to someone in China, like I can open a website right. and sell it to them tomorrow. And you know, the world right. has changed. You know, the boundaries. It's a world boundary. It's a world economy. Right. We're teaching them like we're trying to make, you know, guys that are going to work on the assembly
1: line. Right. Making sense. Right. You know, it, right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You know it, it. what it is, is we've lost our values of yeah. what's right, what's wrong, because here's how we, we judge right or wrong now. First thing is, how much does it cost? Second, yep. how much will I make? Yep. Third, I'll tell you whether it's right or wrong. Right. Right's right and right, right, wrong is wrong, man. Right. It has nothing to do with how much you make. Right. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. but, see, but that's where we're at right now. Right. You know, and, and it's, a, it's a, I don't know how we got to where we are in America today, but we're here. Yes, and it's a
0: pendulum. And I have a full theory that it's, it will swing back. I do believe it will swing back. It, it,
1: it can't help but swing back because right. look what you and I are talking about right now. We don't even know each other, right? We have never met, right? And we're talking about this. There's so many people of different races, genders, religions, and everything of really finding out, man, we're all the same, right? (laughs) We just see things a little different, but we all have the same needs. Yeah. If I want to be treated right, then I must treat other people right. Yeah. If I want to be respected, I first must respect others. And when we start getting into that. That's all, that's all that's missing right now. This thing about greed, and, and the only way greed exists is by dividing and conquering us. They keep us divided to keep us from talking while right. they keep raking in all the money. <laughs> yes. you, you, you understand yes. what I'm saying? It's well, You know lot. what I taught yeah. my sociology class? The only reason money has value is because everyone has a little bit of it. Right. Once the top 1% gets all the money, it's not going to be worth a damn quarter, right? Because if we don't have any, then right. we'll go back to where this whole economy started—bartering. Right. Yep,
0: yep. Service for service. You, you, yeah, yeah. Yes, I would, I would farm, and then I would, I would get services for the corn I grew. Yes, that's the way it was started.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> where guess what? If they keep taking all the money, they're going to have it all. It ain't going to be worth a quarter. It won't be yep. worth a quarter. Yeah. I agree. You know, and, and greed, you know, let me tell you something. Greed, greed has its way, you know, car, karma has its way of finding, you know, your address. And when it tumbles, it's going to tumble.
0: Right. You know, it, it,
1: it really <laughs> is, man, because we're destroying this beautiful earth that we have at the expense of money.
0: Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I would ask that you stop running. You go. Know, you call home you go, honey. I need to join t I need to become a better basketball coach. This Coach Collins knows what he's talking about. He's experienced it all. He can help me take my game to my coaching game to the next level. I hope I can. I think I can. Go over and check it out. Subscribe and like. Make sure you go over also and check our YouTube channel out, um, T-Tubes on YouTube. Hundreds of videos, thousands of videos. I think we're over thousands of videos now. Um, go over and check that out. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you're going to do any shopping tonight, click on our Amazon link down below and then go shopping. You won't even notice it doesn't cost you anything and we get a small little affiliate helps us with our hosting fees talk to you soon
1: sports social podcast network